It's exciting. All right, well, we're streaming. Well, that's good. We're streaming. Start that stream. Yeah, I, I got to open up this window, you know, and get professional for a minute. Yes, sir. Yep. 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 Welcome. Welcome to the show, peoples of the Ooh, chat. A lot of people in there. Yeah, there's people wanting to win a bit kit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This one time, I watched Arcade Radio, and I won a bit kit, and then never watched again. Oh. Womp womp. Popping out the chat. Popping locking. Hey, we're going to do What's in the Juke tonight, too, because that'll be fun. Did you tell yeah. them that in order to actually get the big kit shipped to them, they have to show up in two weeks? What? <laughs> Brian clearly has not been paying attention to the thing today. I've been paying attention. I had this little thing in my ear shaking and shaking and shaking while I was talking to the hospital. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying, to, trying to talk to these nurses, and it's like... Bzz, bzz, I know. Bzz, bzz. <laughs> I should have been... When I was discussing how to do the show today, I should have used bigger paragraphs. I knew Mr. Peabody was going to love your background. I just knew it. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Well, we've got Rajav Sirafasanen. I'm I'm Natropolis, Brad Holman says, as everybody, there's there's a couple of Chris's in there. This is good. And by the way, if you stick with us tonight, you can win a bid kit without actually being in the chat. How are we going to do that, you say? Well, uh, I guess we could tell them. Yeah, why not? Do All you remember right. the, uh, the secret code? I do, but we're not going to give it away. We're going to let uh, Aaron announce that code oh, okay. when he gets on the show. When when's that happening? Um, seven forty-five. He's going to join us. Oh, that's that's soon. Yeah, okay, it's great. not that it's not that long. But uh, Mark, why don't you tell him what we did for him so people can get uh people can get prepared? Okay, so we built a web page. Oh, computer to access these things or other device, and there are input boxes, and you will type into them. And put in information that we ask for. And then one of those boxes will have the secret code that Aaron's <sighs> going to give you. at 745. You will hit a button at the bottom. It will be sent into a database, which is a hole for data. And then we will, at some point, uh, take all the names, put it in a randomizer, and pick somebody. Um, and I think that's it. Then we will save that list. And then print it out. Put it on a... Wait, that's the end of this. No, we're going to actually announce the winner at the end of the show. And the second place person gets swatted? By the way, you have to listen, and you have to be present to win. So those of that you stick through... No, oh, you just lost like 20 people. That's great. Okay, so that's good. Uh, yeah, so stick with us. It's going to be a good time. It always is. You know, I think I think one person said uh, when they listened to this show, they said uh, that we're a, a bunch of fine, young... Um, Cannibals? Yes, oh, a finding cannibals. I think that was what they said, uh, right after they said that um, we were fine, upstanding Minnesotan gentlemen. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, uh, except for Mark's not really Minnesotan. Minnesota. Yeah, he's I from. Still, I've been there long enough. He's from Texarkana. Is where he's from. Yeah, I'm not from Minnesota either. Yeah, you're from Connecticut. Yeah. I just. Can you spell Massachusetts really fast? <laughs> M-A-S-S-T-U-S-H-I-T-S. 
Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> We're from South Manitoba. It's too bad we can't read that one news article. Tell you what, I'm just going to summarize it real quickly. We we did have an article in the news, but we're going to do some other stuff. Sure. And I, one of the articles, it basically is talking about how the governor of Massachusetts has said, if you own an arcade, you are in their phase four and cannot open until there is a vaccine. Oh. Well, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. But that's rough, right? It is like, rough. Oh, my business can't open until there's a vaccine? Like, I think that? we're talking about the same thing for pretty much every arcade. That's just nuts. You know, it's a terrible model right now. If you're running an arcade, it's a terrible model. Well, i got to turn my ringer off. I well, let me tell you, casinos are open in yeah. that same state. Yeah, but you know what? what? They're not run by, like, that's not run by the state. That's true. Yeah. I guess the state gets to dip their hand in it. Yeah, yep. out on the East Coast, most of the casinos are on uh, Native American land. Yeah, well, that's the same here in the in the other rest of the United States. Well, not not Vegas, not Reno. Uh-huh. There's some places. Yeah, yeah. It all depends. Po- pockets. Me. Yeah. We'll get pick up some good games from Fun Spot. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, oh man. Erase Brian. Are they going down? Because look at that stupid background he has. And Mr. Peabody, thanks for encouraging him. I just want to thank you right now for doing that. We could change the background. Here, wait, how's this? <laughs> Go with... Brian is like a deer cotton headlight. Oh my how's that? God, even better. Uh, By the way, I just got a notification on my phone that we're live. That's, that's good, it's like five minutes late. I wonder if that happens to other people. Are we? By the way, are we doing What's in the Juke tonight? I don't even know. Yeah, we have stuff. Okay. Change it to Zach's on. <laughs> We're going to going back to 1984. Dude. Yeah. This is this is warm up for when I'm in Colorado. I'll have to do this background. I'm, gonna I'm so far work. behind on the show notes right now. I don't even know. 500 square foot apartment. To <laughs> hey guys, okay, I want to play something for you before we kick off the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron uh, has been working on a little side project, and although he's not here, he sent me this really funny thing and uh and it, it's just it's a message for bob zarzadek uh from aaron's computer uh his apple II sent bob zarzadek a message does that sound weird enough for you okay all right here here, here here it goes all right this message is for bob zarzadek this is a bit it send me my tall i will go full duplex on your ass <laughs> that was a joke. No, but really, I will f- you up. Oh, oh <laughs> what? That, I did not. That is not right. <laughs> as far as I can tell, it said, uh, this is a message for Bob Zarzadek. Uh-huh. Uh, give me my control panel, you whatever. Uh-huh. Or I'll go full duplex. <laughs> what does that even mean? Full it duplex. Is- well, yeah, you know, they used to do half yeah. du- half duplex to comper- to conserve bandwidth. That's what I I hear. Yeah. You're a network guy. That's cool that you know that. It's funny. Uh, I'm I'm not actually a network guy. I do know about networks. Uh, you know, I've been mm-hmm. a systems engineer and, and you know, I had to configure a 300 baud modem in 1983. What were you doing then? I was whistling 300 baud. Sweet. <laughs> I actually recorded. Um, you know, there's uh, 
on a 300 baud modem, there's actually two tones that are happening at the same time. Really? And I recorded the higher pitch tone that my modem could output and put it on my answering machine. And people could call, connect to my answering machine playing a cassette and then huh. hear like, hey, I'm offline doing something on my computer, so go away. <laughs> I just used to hate when you'd be sitting there on the modem and someone would pick up the phone somewhere else in the house and it would crash the damn session. I got lucky my parents got two phone lines. Yeah, we had two yeah. phone lines too. And one, and one of them was in my room for a while. I was... Uh, 83, I didn't have... 83, we didn't have a modem. 83, we did not have two phone lines, I, I guarantee you. I'm in the room where I ran my BBS. It was running right over there in this corner. And I didn't have oh my a God. lot of hard drive space. I had one meg of space across four double-sided, double-density drives. So whenever somebody <laughs> sent me something, the printer would print, the dot matrix printer. So I could be asleep in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden you hear, you know. Man. <laughs> I remember when laser pointers were not this big. They were like as big as my forearm. You know. Anyway, uh, technology. That's a it's a fun thing. All right, let's hit it. Oh yeah! I'm telling you, this is where the part of the show. This get good. Live from KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. <laughs> Could have a bit kit, Beavis. Yeah, huh? yeah, bit kit, bit kit. I crack me up. Hmm. Hello, and thanks for listening in from the Arcadosphere. This is season four, episode 31 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, July 30th, 2020, and the time is at approximately 7.28 p.m. Central. I love how that time is always accurate in the notes. It just makes me so happy. I'm your host, Adam Little Sebastian. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark. Wait has nothing to do with it. Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and professional Tupperware collector, Brian Thurston. Oh, Armitage the third. Joining us tonight. He's launched his 15th major update this week to his arcade FPGA platform since the initial release way back in November of 2017. His test pattern generator has aided hundreds of restoration enthusiasts who would otherwise be screaming as they attempted to dial in their monitors by eyeballing them, of all things. (laughs) So, you know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it. A round of applause for Aaron Crafty McReed, who will be joining us a little later in the show. That's right. It'll be coming on in about 15 minutes or so. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's really good to have you here. I love it. We got 30 people watching. That's great. Uh, you all have a chance to win the bid kit. You've got to get 
queued up for this at arcaderadio.com slash contest. If you go to arcaderadio.com on your phone, there's a little menu button. Click it. There's a little contest button. Click it, and you can enter in all your details. But here's the catch. You need the secret code in order to enter the contest. If you don't have the secret code, you don't win. Oh, and you have to stick with us to the end of the show because we're going to announce the winner around 9 o'clock. So... Thank you for sticking with us. And we have a sponsor. I just want to say, hey, you got to buy this old school gamer magazine stuff. Uh, Ryan Berger sent me a bunch of old school gamer magazines, and they are pretty cool. So check them out. You can get them at oldschoolgamermagazine.com. And that kicks off our next segment. What have you been working on? Let's start with Brian. Well, uh, I have been trying to get a Naomi netboot going, which has been failing terribly. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll keep going with it. What is, I, a, uh, what is a Naomi netboot? Uh, so, Ooh. yeah, actually, it's definitely a Naomi Pi boot. So it's uh, the Naomi systems, which were the Dreamcasts, I believe. Oh, yes. Oh, I have the two arcade of those. could be booted from a network connection so mm-hmm. the arcades could have like loaded games onto them and then somebody figured out how to do this with a pie yeah and so you basically load the roms onto a pie the pie communicates with the naomi uh through a network connection through a little crossover cable and you can load any game from the naomi series you want so i have um like five naomi two systems and five net dims all at the 4.02 level Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to get one going so i can actually show i know what i'm doing and then do the other three or four excellent Mm. yeah i'm glad to hear that you mind (laughs) yeah well it's it's kind of funny because it's a very it's it should be a relatively straightforward thing and like you look at the instruction sets and you're like this is easy and then you look at the forums about people talking to it talking about it and you're like there's a lot of problems with the easy. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. Uh, and let's see, what else am I working on? I did actually, actually, really funny, I didn't put this on the notes. I accidentally bought a Major Havoc board. <laughs> what? Wow. So this was hilarious. I put a Major Havoc snipe on eBay, an eBay board. You forgot about it? or I forgot about it, and then Susan paid for it. So she's like, I got this stupid board you want. <laughs> it was like two grand, but whatever. Uh, no, it was. I think it was just under a grand when everything was said and done, which is you know isn't isn't bad. But it was pretty funny. I'm like, oh shit, I meant to buy that. Actually, like that's terrible. I, I I'm I'm appalled at what a board goes for these days. Although, you know what? I'm kind of sick sick of people complaining about prices on games, and 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 here's why: because games back in the early '80s were like a couple grand. Yeah. So what the shit? You think you're gonna get a game for eight hundred bucks now when everybody wants them? Everybody wants them. So you need to just suck it up and buy your freaking games. If you get one for a really good price, though, you know minimum wage back then was three bucks. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you adjust for inflation, we're talking like five grand for a game. Uh And uh, let's see, what else did I? I bought a... So the problem is it wasn't just the Major Havoc. But the other ones I did intentionally. So I have picked up a Mystic Marathon, a Forgotten Worlds, and a Dragon Spirit. <laughs> God. Yeah, a Dragon Spirit. That must have been cheap. Yeah, it was like 10 bucks. By the way, uh... <laughs> yeah. So I did. I just looked up the conversion rate, 1982 to 2020. 
inflation calculator, two thousand dollars. You know, how much? It is five thousand three hundred forty-two dollars. Oh, you're pretty much oh. right on. Yeah. And you can tell Brian Jones he's got to find out the connections for the 49-way stick. So did you guys know this about Mystic Marathon? Like, the original three cabinets, like, there's only three real prototypes, and everything else is a conversion. I have no, I have no idea even what this game is. Had a 49-way stick in it. Well, that doesn't oh, surprise me. I mean, like, I mean, aren't there other games, like, that were kind of, you know, doesn't, like, Time Pilot or Gravatar or, like, Gorf have... All kinds well, of fun, fun stuff, you know. Well, I mean, that's yeah, but so this is a game that was sold as conversion kits. Yeah. And the and the for the most part, and the conversion kits were all done on eight-way joysticks. Mm-hmm. But the three prototype uh, games, uh, one of which the uh, was it Chris Donofrio, yeah, uh, um, programmed had forty-nine-way joysticks, and I actually looked in Mame to see if the ROMs had the forty-nine-way code and they don't so i don't think those roms have actually ever been dumped or copied i think christopher graham just skipped a nut he's like you don't know what major havoc is we're we're past that oh i would pull up a schematic behind exterminator yeah yeah right exterminator (laughs) if we could go through you know what i will pay you guys i'll pay everybody a dollar if they don't mention exterminator on the next episode um We'll we'll see if we make it through an episode. It's not even worth it to you guys. You guys are just you like it's too much fun. Uh, yeah. So Mark, what are you working on? I'm building a new PC. My last PC build was in 2011 using Sandy Bridge architecture. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. Man, and it has been slowly breaking down. I just had one of my two mirrors completely die. Oh. No, I had four mirrors actually. So that sucked ass, but I had a backup of it. I think I may have lost uh, the U- one of the YouTube videos where I checked out the arcade shop start buttons. I think I'm okay with losing that. That's fine. I I'm running on an uh, like a 120 gig SSD and then two solid uh, two two spinny disks, a- and those spinny disks are from my old computer. So one of them is like nearing 10 years old. I'm oh, not, man. and it's a 7200 RPM drive, and I use Backblaze. For the to uh-huh. the tune of like six bucks a month, so they back up all my shit. Yeah, I would love to do that. I mean, we were, I, I had a conversation with Greg from Arcade Impossible. Yeah, we were trying to talk John into not. So so John Jacobson from you, because I got to spend some time with him. We were like, hey, what do you do with all the video that you make? Yeah, and he goes, I delete it after I publish it. That is <laughs> so like, dumb. He lost an episode that way. He lost an episode completely. Because well, was that the one where? They streamed it on Hangouts, and then they played music. And yeah, then got yeah, deleted. yeah. And, and that, that's why I decided that I, I'm going to record every episode locally, because if Facebook screws me over, I've at least got a local copy. Nice. It was because of so, Arcade Outsiders that I decided to do it that way. That's awesome, man. Um, right, so that PC build's going pretty good. I got everything I need mm-hmm. except the case and the power supply. Those are showing up tomorrow, supposedly. Beautiful. Everything is. I'm I'm using a white theme, so I have like you know white memory cards, the white Corsair, mm-hmm. and the, you know, and I'm going to use a cooler with oh, a radiator yeah. on the CPU. Ooh, that's this sexy. Is the first time this is the first time I'm crossing into the AMD realm. I've always been an Intel guy. I can't do I can't do it, man. It must have been a lot cheaper. Uh, no, I mean, and, but the but the performance is pretty good, and the price is decent. So okay, so we'll see. If I regret it, I'll let you know. Um, what else am I doing? 
parts arrived. Spent yeah. all day yesterday. Oh, I spent all day Saturday shopping for all this stuff. And what's funny is to see it all start to arrive sat- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like every day, something new is showing up. I've been twittering it. Sweet. Um, and then I think other than that, I got rid of some parts for this basketball game. You know those big basketball games where the the hoop moves c- towards you? They're like 700 pounds. They're gigantic monsters. And uh, I've had the fence for two of them on my deck. And my dogs have been like parkouring on top of them, (laughs) you know, doing all sorts of weird shit. And then little like there's thousands of lizards that live out here for some reason. I guess Texas must be desert like. And so they're always like trying to catch the lizards anyway. So all those those little fences are gone. I put them in storage yesterday. Um, I'm not sure what's. And I'm not sure what the weekend leads for me, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. That's Excellent. It. I don't know. I don't have anything else. What are, you, what are you doing? Well, I got Space Invaders running. So, you know, after a little bit of rebuilding here, a little rebuilding there, it's uh, it's working. Uh, it it's probably needs a little tweaking still. I need. I don't I have to decide if I'm going to bring that game inside or not. I do have that uh, Jungle Hunt eventually coming to me that I traded for a tube in that Brian has. And... Uh, so I've been uh, doing lots of fixes on Super Strike. So I put mm. a new net apron. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yes. So I put in a new apron. Um, did the whole um, optical board fix and all that. Stuff. I might have mentioned it on the last show. I can't remember. Uh, and then I, I, what my biggest thing that I did uh, this week though is I updated the Pac-Man machine that I have with the updated BitKit software. Nice. And uh, did a firmware update, and I got all the latest games, and things are running swimmingly, and I'll talk about that later on the show when Aaron is on. Uh, I also did a mono price order for a sound bar. They had them for fifty bucks, and hooked what? that up. Yeah, it was. It's really great. It's got a, it's got a um, subwoofer built into it, so it's it's not like spectacular, but it in the little room mm-hmm. that I have it in, it it, it makes it sound fan freaking tastic. Well, what we're using before that. Just the TV? Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You can't do that. No. no, no, no. <laughs> so now I I played a little Daytona. I I played some uh, uh, what is it? Uh, something noir, an old a uh, bunch of PlayStation Three crap. So anyway, I played that. So it sounds phenomenal, and the movies are so good in there now. It's just it's it's great. Anyway, uh, f- small space. So uh, and then I ordered a black a uh, couple of black cue balls. For Super Strike. Yeah. So they look like bowling balls, and I'm going to do something special with those, and I'll talk about that later on the show. Uh, Because, you know, everybody wants me to do something special with my black cue balls and then talk about it on the show. So then, and then, and then uh, I got some token inserts. You know, those little uh, Mylar inserts that say 25 cents and all your coin doors? I bought a whole bunch of token ones. I'm going to replace all of them in my arcade because I run on tokens here. So it'll be fun. I also updated my VAPS. Uh Oh. (laughs) Oh, how did you? Uh, yeah, you were able to do that while it was up, or how'd that go? What? No, I, I I just logged into the new site, and and so then I updated my VAPS. So, uh, I I maybe that maybe that jumps. Maybe we should just go into the next section of the show. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Did I jump the gun? It may be, but that's okay. <laughs> Blew it again. It's okay. What happened? I'm going to go cry into my desk. I don't know what's... He, he wants to go first? 
Again? Okay, fine. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Oh. All right, here we go. I'm telling you. I can't believe this. I always felt that the true stars at Atari was engineering. Cry, baby. You're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Patents are patents. Arcade gadgets with Where's the record scratch clip? I need to play that. <laughs> Seems like a good gadget background. It is a gadget background. Why don't you get your badass gadget news on? <laughs> well, first off is the news, news, gadget news. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. We've talked about this a few times before. The Sidden light gun is available for pre-order. Uh, they will be shipping light guns in November. For those of you who don't know what this is, this is the world's first LCD-compliant light gun. So a lot of people who fix games know that you, uh, traditionally with these light guns, you need to use them on a CRT. And uh, they did a lot of magic inside the Sindon light gun and managed to get it to work with an LCD screen. So you can play all your classic games like Duck Hunt and Area 51 and that. No infrared sensor bars, no need to actually read stuff. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, isn't, um, uh, isn't 1UP, because we love talking about 1UP, using mm. the Sindon light technology for like their big buck hunter one-up edition or something like that i don't know the answer to that i do know that someone recently uh reviewed the sindon gun and got a, a prototype and they have rave reviews about it so if you want to do a pi 4 integration with this gun you're going to be super happy you'll be able to do pretty much anything that you can shoot at on a screen through the pi 4 yeah they it's pretty amazing and so actually the other crazy part is is these guys so just as a matter of news even though we're in the gadget section these guys had a goal of raising like basically fifty thousand dollars in kickstarter funds right to like get yeah. this project going yeah and they raised 1.28 million yeah that actually was it was earlier today it was like 98 so in in just that short time they've they've Clipped one point two million. No, well, they had a previous. The previous Kickstarter was three hundred and twelve. So adding that to the. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. It's crazy how much they've done with this, and they yeah. do have they they have a uh, a um, force feedback or whatever it is a mm-hmm. uh, feedback uh, one with a actual solenoid in it. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive what they've done. They so, should be able to pay a couple of salaries plus make that thing for everybody else. Yeah, so check it out. It's Sinden. If you just Google S-I-N-D-E-N light gun, you'll Love find it. it. Love it. What else you got? I got, you know, so I I pulled I, I pulled this out here today. We've talked about this a few times too. The spelling um, of this. But I thought, yeah, so FCOT is the KLOV. If you search this, it's the FPGA cap box. Yep. So I actually have one here, and I'll try not to make it show up on the lab yeah. screen there. Oh. But um, this is a really elegant design. He's 3D printed a case around it, which is really nice. You've got your FPGA board. You've got your start, stop, clock, and data here. Uh, you've got a candy cable over here for plugging into the old-time Atari sockets, or you've got a 6502 and a 6809 socket here, so you can plug those in. Um, and all the software is written in LabVIEW, and I just have to get my hands on the software and get this thing cranking, because I, like, I am super excited about using this. If you guys haven't seen this, what he's done with this, basically, 
he created his own FPGA tester for fixing Atari boards and then added signature analysis to it because why not, right? Everybody's bored. I sit at night going, yeah, when I add my signature analysis to my Yeah, custom, this one looks work. exactly like Luke Skywalker, but this <laughs> one. <laughs> so anyways, he did this, and then he's releasing it just for use. Now, what's interesting about this, and I was going through the forum threads. He's edited his forum threads a little bit, and I thought it was really funny. He's selling this for 200 bucks, which is like an absolute steal. Yeah, right? I mean that's like unbelievably cheap because this is the FPGA board, right? I mean, like that's it. That's you got it. Mm -hmm. Two hundred bucks, you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. What's what's funny? What's funny about it is, he literally says in here, uh, "I am not offering five hundred dollar a board support for this. Like, I'll help you, but I'm not gonna like make this work for you, basically." Okay. Um, so you got to do it a little bit on your own, but I am kind of like I really appreciate the like clarity of yes, I invented this. I want to share it with people. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to share what I've done, but I'm not gonna do your work for you. You have to actually use your head. So, anyways. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. That's that is it. cool. That's all I got. That is cool. Uh. uh so it's over to me now, finally. Uh, Maybe. I don't you know, know I'm, I know I'm. I think everybody just wants to skip to back to the kid, anyways. Well, we're not do, we're, uh, because you weren't paying attention. We're not doing the handout during back to the kid. Right. I, I don't think it matters. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it matters. Everybody loves that section, right? I love that section. But we we got to do the news because I got a couple of interesting things I want to talk about. It. Let's oh, here he goes, and you know what? Maybe I should do a different bumper. You have a oh yeah, I got I got tons of bumpers. In fact, because because it's uh, Bitkit night, we should do something Bitkit related for the bumper, like this one. Here we go. Yeah, does that sound familiar to anybody? That how mine starts. Name the game. <laughs> it is kind of how yours starts, isn't it? Oh, I almost like went into hey. <laughs> Ah, there, there is one other bumper I can do. Uh, let me see. Well, what now? A classic bumpers. Well, I got all kinds of bumpers. I mean, I have this. But that's not any good, though. Was that, But there is a bumper that everybody should... Okay, here we go. Here is a pack... Uh, there, here's a clue about what's going to happen tonight on the show. Ready? Stevens. That's me. Nice. Yeah, that's good, hasn't it? I uh, I just made that up on the fly. So tonight's news, we've got some interesting articles, and the first one I like to talk about is Polycade is doing uh, um, a uh, Black Lives Matter auction to raise money for Black Lives Matter. So that's interesting. Nolan's son uh, runs Polycade, and on Friday, July thirty first, uh, there'll be. Um, They'll be auctioning a white striped poly. Well, that's interesting. It's white striped polycade poly home with uh, bidding starting at a hundred bucks. I might get in on that action. Hundred bucks for a polycade? They're like three thousand something bucks. Yeah, I mean they're high end. That's I know. Like, that's that's what it's like to pay for licensed. Uh, I know. Games. So all proceeds from the auction will be donated. So please share with your friends. Uh, polycade.com/pages/ BLM dash auction. 
And uh, again, Nolan's son is is running that. Uh, he's on this show. Uh, we we could probably have him on again, right? Yeah, I mean, he can get back into his car. And... That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. There there may be an opportunity to play Polycades here in the near future. Uh-huh. Okay, so my second uh, news article is Clav updated their god dang webpage. Nice. And you know what's funny? Is they've done a couple of updates over the past couple of years. And I, this one, you can really tell that they feel the pressure of the social media sites taking over what used to be very popular. So I don't know if they've been paying attention, but uh, all of a sudden they have rushed to, well, not rushed, they probably thoughtfully uh, went into this and um, have released a pretty pretty good update. I don't know. What do you guys think? I I like that I can change the theme. I yep. don't like the default theme. I have like a dark theme. That's what I'm using. I'm using dark with cream text with square avatars. Yes, yeah, square avatars. And I love it. It's great. I, I Actually, I don't care about that shit, though. What I care about is it takes me like less than 30 seconds to post a picture. Oh, there's... That's an increase? That's great. Yeah, they got rid of all that nonsense where you have to upload shit and then put the freaking oh, tags yeah, in there and all that crap. It's all gone. It's it's way right. easier. Plus, it's mobile ready, so you don't need Tapatalk anymore, which is just a joke. Anyone who uses Tapatalk, yeah, whatever. You subscribe to like two podcasts on that thing, and one of them is Clav. Who, who gives a shit? You're not using Tapatalk every day. Uh, let me see what else I looked at on Tapatalk. I'll be right back. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like, I forgot because I don't use Tapatalk. <laughs> anyway, now you can just go directly to Clav. You don't have to worry about Tapatalk. You can log in. Before, if you tried to log in on your little phone, you couldn't log in. And so I think there's just, there's, it's major improvement, in my opinion. Um, and I and I like it. So, and, and my main reason for liking is because uh, now I can still read all my old Ken Layton posts, which I, I need. You know? Oh. <laughs> you know? So but, by the way, I realized while they were down for four days that I used them a lot. Yeah. I was like, what I can't. What were you uh, working on when you I was trying to get that. my Space Invaders schematic. <laughs> I was trying to get, like, I mean, like, the, the for the Wells Gardner black and white, you know? I, I, was, I was so frustrated. Anyway. So it looks like. In Tap and Talk, John's Arcade, DMC Talk, my DeLorean thing. <laughs> yeah. Posse Arcade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and do you actually use it, though? Do you actually use it? <laughs> yeah. Tap and Talk is a great idea. It's a good, you know, like RSSS, SSS, you know, mm-hmm. aggregator, so to speak. <laughs> Remember RSS when you had to subscribe to crap? Yeah. <laughs> that was just the best. Space Invader. Whoa. My wife got my wife got me these uh, iPod uh, noise canceling headphones, whatever they're, what, they are. What's that voice? Pick, what's happening right now? You could pick little characters to put on a case, so she picked a Space Invader guy. I'm gonna have to add That's that guy cool. to the to the video. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think we just added Aaron to the show. Or I, I, I added myself. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we put you in the chat, so you could. I, okay, yeah, so I saw that. <laughs> I'm right. here. That's that's great. Let, let me make sure that you're uh, showing up for the rest of the viewers because right now they they can only hear you, which is probably like, you know, okay. I, I could add Owen Rubin, I guess. That'd be a little yeah. weird though. Owen would be like, "What are you? What?" <laughs> There's Aaron. He's on the what's show. All oh, right. Everybody, welcome Aaron to the show. You're just in time Hello. for what's in the juke. Uh, well, not quite. We have a we're we're a little behind schedule because. Uh, 
you know, we wanted you to spend some time with us. Nice haircut. Oh. Nice haircut, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, I just got it. You know, I try to go every few weeks in case they close them again. No. <laughs> no. Okay, well, if you need a haircut, I know a guy. Yeah. You can clearly <laughs> tell I do my own hair. <clears throat> I've offered a, cu- a couple of people's hair, and they're like, what? No. <laughs> That's bad. I'm not. You're not touching yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he keeps saying, like, but you can't wear your pants. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Aaron, you need to unblur your background. And here's why. Because there's some cool stuff back there. Oh, Um, shit. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not very technically savvy. (laughs) Whereas, I can tell. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Brian's losing his arm. Brian Brian is just like, he's been changing his background like every two seconds. Without surgery. (laughs) I got some stuff. I got some stuff back here. I got, um, I got the, uh, oh, oh my God, that is like a vertigo effect from, oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, this is the, the best uh, camera work ever. I got the, the Apple II open there, been working on that, you know. Nice. We played your clip, by the way, for Bob's Art. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was made with, uh, this, uh, external, uh, yeah. A speech to text or text to speech box that's based on the same chip that was used in Qbert mm-hmm. and uh, Gorf and Wizard of War, the SC01. Was it used in Dr. Spazzo? I don't know about that. Dr. Spazzo was a Windows uh, Creative Labs. Uh, oh, probably not, though. This is, yeah. The SC01 is an old chip that you can't really find anymore. Uh, but the device is actually just serial port compatible, so you could hook it up to like a modern computer too. I just wanted to do it through the Apple too okay. for okay. nostalgia vintage. I, I always wanted to have the like the computer voice that was in war games, and then I learned that they had David Warner, the guy who plays Professor Falcon, <laughs> record his dialogue backwards, and then they would cut yeah. it and play it forwards. It I love wasn't, Dave it wasn't Warner, a real. Dave it wasn't a real voice uh, uh, digitized. It wasn't a real right. you know, yeah. chip speech. No uh, synthesizer chips, there. Whatever. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, no synthesis. I just had tacos, so. Uh, I had tacos for dinner, too. <laughs> was it I taco night? Taco Teresa's. Uh, it was taco night, yeah. And I'm having a, uh, a New Belgium uh, 1985 Oh, beautiful. IPA. Which I heavily recommend. It's their regular Juicy Haze IPA, but they've added mango. It's really good. Oh, very summery. I'm having it's very Houston Buffalo Bio more cowbell. Mm. More cowbell. Okay. Yes. Nice. I can smell the cows. I'm having E and J VSOP and Coke. Oh. Because you know I got to get there quick. I just have to. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's talk about uh, the contest again since you just joined us. Uh, this oh, yeah. is going to be a Bitkit sweepstakes night, and I think we should give away the code right now. Because we got about an hour left before we draw a name, so okay, uh, let's okay. talk about how you're going to do this. You go to arcaderadio.com/contest, or go to arcaderadio.com and click on the menu button. Click on contest, or if you're on a PC, go to the website, click on contest, and there's a form there, and there's a secret code for our listeners tonight. Aaron, why don't you tell them what it is? Uh, so the <clears throat> the secret code is lunar fifteen. Uh, lunar L- moon crusta, so lunar L U N A R. Okay, A R A R. Let's pretend we we didn't say it. And then the number fifteen, uh, because this was the fifteenth update for the Bitkit since its release in November twenty seventeen. 
So again, that's Lunar 15. Is that right? Lunar. Yeah. L-U-N-A-R number one, number five. Excellent. So now you have everything you need to be a winner. And it has been posted in the chat by Mark. So everybody go to the website, arcaderadio.com slash contest and fill out the form. And at the end of the show, we're going to, okay, first of all, we're, uh, we're going to stop taking entries by about 8.50. All right? So 8.50 p.m., no more entries. Okay, no, okay, whatever. Uh, up until I take them out of the system, no entries. So probably 9 o'clock. You, keep, you can, up until 9 o'clock, you can keep putting them in. So uh, one entry per person, if you put in more than one entry, we will disqualify you. <laughs> okay. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, so, um, and we will know. We will know. Uh, there's a spot for your real name and your handle because I, when I mail this thing out, it's in the box, all ready to go. I just got to slap uh, a mailer on it to it. It'll go out tomorrow, actually, before all the other wow. prizes that are behind everything. It'll go out tomorrow. And, and uh, it's uh, vintage, right? This is uh, this new a, in box. This is new in box, a Mark One, yeah. never been opened. It still has my name on it. Well, I bought it from you directly. You sent it to me. You should you should ship it in another box so they get the experience of opening the original box for me that I sent you probably a year or two years ago. Yeah, maybe. it's been a while. So I, I bought it with the intention of putting yeah. it into my Pac-Man machine, but then the Bluetooth edition came out. And I was like, well, ah, right. And I was like, God oh. damn it, it freaking Aaron. Just trying to make money off of me? <laughs> I love the Bluetooth. Got that in the piranha cabinet. Hey, by the way, I updated this weekend, and I am thrilled beyond all all belief here. So well, we'll good. talk about that in a little bit here. Let's have some fun uh, with some of the other segments of the show, including Mark. You've got some stuff to talk about, don't you? I do. There's a segment that I have that has a bumper that begins it. Oh, <laughs> does it? Is it familiar to people? It's got some kind of Napoleon Dynamite theme. It kind of sounds like it's from the bit kit. I want to play that again because it's so good. Here we go. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? That's correct, Doc. Hey, in the last segment of our old school arcade history lessons, today we're going to talk about Time Zone. Time Zone was an arcade franchise founded in 1974 by Ted Olson. Who is he? Who cares? At the time, Olson, who had majored in, in accounting at the University of Montana. Actually, that's not a bad thing. You should major in accounting if you're going to run a business. But. Right, I, I love how they put it in there. Like, oh, that's important. Let's add this to the story. Well, because he, he's a bean counter, he should know what he's doing. That's true. I wonder what that's like to major in accounting. I don't know. It was My a pre med major. Accounting. Oh, really? Yeah, but what, she doesn't that do now? accounting. No, yeah. no, she's I'm not pre med. She's in healthcare compliance, but she's <laughs> yeah. an, account, she an accounting major. Of course, she is because she's uh-huh. an accounting major. I am a programmer, but at an insurance company, so yeah. it's kind of, it just excellent. can't get away. No. So anyway, <laughs> Miss, Mr. Olson, he was working as a comptroller. What the hell's a comptroller? I don't for know. Atari. Com- computer controller? He, but he was doing it for Atari. He decided he was going to purchase the company's street route, Atari, street route. 
all of the games that Atari at the time had, he purchased it. And he got the okay from Nolan Bushnell, of all people. Um, he uh, also bought the rights to the Syzygy name, which apparently he spun into an, an enormous business that we all know now. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But anyway, his time zone game you know, store opened in San Jose. Uh-huh. It was kind of small, 700 uh-huh. square feet. It did not do well. There's actually an employee story that um, some people have told over the over the years, where some people with bats showed up, and the manager of this t- the time zone wasn't there. Oh no! And uh, it was just like two 18 year old kids, and the and the people with the bats were like, "Well, you let us know when he comes back," and then they left. So, and that's it. They didn't do any harm. They just no, like they, they, they just they threatened they with their bats and behind, left. Right? You what figured they of- would at least. You know, bust some knees oh. or something. That'd be a terrible um, Scorsese movie. All of a sudden, these guys come up. Hey, I want to bust you up. Is he here? Okay, tell us no. when he comes back, uh, well, and they well, leave. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hurt his employees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, I know. It's anyway, terrible. so uh, uh, they opened up a larger facility to, in Mountain View Center Mall, and yeah? uh, like like Time Out. Time zone attempted to create the fam- family atmosphere mm-hmm. where adults as well as teens could enjoy the arcade experience. Um, Olsen spent like 30 to 40K and then eventually it flourished and then became a very popular place. And then it closed. The end! <laughs> that's a great uh, That's a great history story. Yeah, it, so the moral of that going, story... But, uh, he, got, he got bought out and then he made a lot of money. So if you've got a good idea, create the app, sell for $3 billion, <laughs> and then retire. Boom. Boom. You got it. There you go. Time runners, time runners, history lessons are over. So then that pushed me into the position where I'm going to have to ask Adam the question. What's in the juke? It's the section of the show that everybody's oh been God. waiting for. It's like a circus. Yeah, it's like a circus. Oh, no. And if I had this son oh. of a whip crack, I would do it. But I don't. <laughs> Welcome to What's in the Juke. This is the part of the show where we play ten songs from the eighties. In this, in this occasion, we're we're playing songs from nineteen eighty four. I have been drinking, and then uh, we will. You don't. We'll play that, a tiny portion say. of the song. Yeah, I know, but it's affecting me. These are all nine percent beers. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not blacking out. It's perfect. It's great. All right. Okay. If you can guess the song title, you will get a half point. Half point. If you can guess the artist, you will get half point. If you can guess both together, full probably point. on the same line, full point. Full point. Um, if you don't full know it, point. find it out. Full point. Full Dude, point. Dude, okay, we get it. We are. We will. Full point. We will base our. Okay, we will base whether you answered before anybody else on what we see, not what you see. So if you think that you guessed before somebody else, yep. you probably didn't. You probably didn't. Are we going to give away some prizes tonight? Sure. I mean, Billy Seven sure. gave away like 12 prizes last week. That's his responsibility, by the way. I'm not mailing that crap out. He's got to do it. Okay, okay let, me, let me make a note in the show notes. Billy Seven will mail this shit out. Got it. What are right. the prizes? So the prizes tonight are uh, two mouse pads. Yeah. One of them is a arcade radio mouse pad. Okay. Right. 
The other one is a arcade radio yeah. mouse pad. They're, so they're both arcade radio mouse pad. <laughs> I can't see them because you're not sharing on Skype. So. Oh, uh, they're on. Oh, they're on the show though. Like the the no, people no, watching. So if you're like, like if you have one. a show up there, you can see it. I see one from 20 seconds ago. It's oh, black with white go. text. Yeah, um, I could turn my camera on, but th- that would affect bandwidth. We don't want to do that. Don't do, do that. Though. All right. Okay, what's turn on the camera for you guys? I don't want to. You know. You don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. Huh. Are you sure? What's your what's the third prize? Yeah, it's fine. Can you see me now? Oh, there you are. All right. Here, here's the prizes. Second and third place prices. We'll get one of these. Okay. I don't care which one. All right. Light, uh, black and, and black on uh, black. And then uh, first place, we'll get one of these. It's a box. Yeah, it's a box. Uh, I guess I can open it. <laughs> Should I open it? What are they? Resistors? Like I don't even know what somebody it is. somebody going to put this? <laughs> All right. It's a coffee mug. Has everybody gone to arcaderadio.com slash contest? Yep. So this is not related to that, but uh, you'll get these prizes tonight. After tonight, we are going to start giving away one prize per What's in the Juke. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that next week. But tonight, we're going to have three prizes, as we usually do. And we're going to kick it off the next, the first song uh, right now, I think. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, dude. here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What, 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 what? Here we go. Oh, this is weird because it's, it has a slow start. How about we go to the middle? How's that? Oh. I think that's a pretty good one. She's a good, you know, that's a good song by her. Um, it is. Whoever it, she it's, is. It's, it's, yeah. It is not the John Jacobsons. Fleetwood Mac, Andy Baldwin. It's not correct. It. It's not Fleetwood Mac. Oh, you're Mac. right. It's not correct. Ryan has it correct with Christine McVie. Nice. And it is uh, the Gleek with I got a hold on Pon Me. Is that right? Gotta hold on me by Christine McVie. Is is that the Gleek? Correct. Yeah, that guy. He's the only. He probably is Indian somewhere in the background. So he, well, go maybe, or he's Canadian pretending to be Indian, which is just. If you're Canadian, you're pretending to be Pakistani. Let's completely. Well, that's true. Yeah. He could be Pakistani. I don't know. The Gleek. All right, so there's a half point for both you fellas. Um, I know my Canadians. Do we have any women in the audience tonight? I haven't seen Dolly. Hey, like... girls! <laughs> no. In a while. There's and no, there's where's no Casey? No, they don't care. Nobody, nobody here doesn't have a Y chromosome, dude. <laughs> it's very sad. You know, we have one one woman on the show, and, and she rarely shows up. Okay, so uh, which when she does, it, it's just it brings this... This uh, sort of glitter to the, the, the chatter, don't you think? Everybody's saying Andy Baldwin got it. I think, what? Did Andy get it? That's that's what I hear. Let's go back up the list. Q-Cat, what's in the box? Easy to change Gleek's name to Andy B. <laughs> One prize per week, unsubscribe. Well, he just unsubscribed, so I, no, he did get the title. He got the title. Ah, there you go. You got a hole on me. So he gets a half point for that. And then, Sorry, got, and then Ryan gets the other. S-15. Yes. All right, so 
You're okay, right. Well, we're point. even now. We only have nine more of these yeah. to go. That the next another hour. Exactly. This could <laughs> this could be a very interesting night. Uh, so yeah. So the next the next track. Uh, you guys are familiar with this one, right? What? Uh, well, and the title. Uh, oh. yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's funny because when it's typed wrong, um, yeah, here we go. It's copied out of Wikipedia. I apologize. It's fine. It's good. I think this is good. It's like a dream. Uh, it's enough. Oh, well done. Perfect jump cut. Yeah, it's it, actually this happens to be one of my favorite bands that isn't well known. I, I like them a lot. So, uh, Andy Baldwin. Andy Ballman's again? The Gleek? No, no. Andy Ballman, Dark Side. Yeah, Bad the Gleek with the name. All right. No, that's not. Eddie and the Cruisers isn't a real band. That's not the name. No, it isn't. Uh, so nobody's got the. Well, I don't no, say Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody got it. Yeah. John um, Cafferty and a Beaver Brown did, band. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Gleek get it first? Yeah, the Gleek did get it first. Did he? Yep. In all oh, caps. Man. What a it's, show. It's hard to tell. And you know what's funny? A lot of people mistake this for Mr. Mr. Springsteen. It's not. It sounds kind of like him, though, I have to say. And actually, the Gleek got it fully correct with John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band later. So that's good. Okay, so uh, that's you guys are doing great. All right. Um... Here comes your next 50 minutes to go <laughs> track. I mean, I mean I'm not uh, really. Did you know I have to shave my beard because I'm doing this back to the future thing? I'm going to be so pissed next week. <laughs> I didn't. They make you share, shave your beard. Well, Marty and Doc don't have a beard. And now I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, my beard's so cool. Oh, I'm going to draw it on. Oh. Hey, <laughs> That should do it. I mean, I I'm not giving you any more of that. That's Marty. Marty. Do you know what this Andy means? Baldwin with cars. You know, it's funny. This next track is one of my favorites. Yeah, it is Magic by the Cars, and so we have. Did Ryan get both of them? No, he got the no band. He got the band, but Andy got. Uh, no, Andy got the band. Ryan got the song title. He did also mention the band name, but if you look up a little bit higher, it's it's Andy. Well, Brian Jones got Car. Yeah, Andy Andy was first with Cars, and then Gleek again with Magic. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, if we had these in the chat, I wonder. We should figure out how to do that, or maybe you know what I could do is figure out how to do it in my video. That'd be fun. Sure. Since it's my segment, what the hell? Yeah, I have no idea what you're saying, but let's figure it out. Okay, here comes the next track. Okay. Oh, 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 That's it. Nice. And how are we doing in the chat? I think we're probably already there, huh? Billy Squat, Billy Sakuri. He's nuts by Yo Eddie. No, no, but you know what? Queen. Brian Frober is on on the board with Billy Squire. Yes, Brian Frober. Yeah. Good job. 
And what's the name of the song? Uh, Gabriella 2383. What? Rock Me Tonight. That's I the like Gabriella. That sounds like uh, not a man. I know. This is weird. Uh, I'm a little turned on right now. Oh. Oh, I just, I just, that was. Adam likes names. I do. I love names. That's probably a dude. Mm-hmm. 2383, <laughs> uh, February it's 3rd, 1983. Gleek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also Gleek. Gleek's in twice, so he can win. He's like, I will win with I'm one of these. It's all my part of my master plan. <laughs> Somebody said there's a there's my chromosome mark. Oh look, it's oh. the dub, it's the extra X. Oh, all right, here comes your next clip. Another one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I lo- I seriously I love this band and that song. Are is, they still together? Have you ever heard them play together? They do. They they have new stuff. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that is Dancehall Days, and that was Brian Frober. And it is Wang Chung. Holy crap. Ryan? Did Ryan get that? Uh, I think Andy Baldwin said Dance Holidays first. Yep. Did he? Did he? Did. Yeah, he did. And then it was Ryan with the band. Good job, Ryan. Wang Chung. Yes. Yes, you're doing quite well. You know, Andy and Ryan are like almost neck and neck. Oh, good. All right. I bet that makes you really excited. Yeah, I'm <laughs> getting wood. <laughs> I'm not getting wood. Because <laughs> your next track. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's funny because <laughs> they are so excited. Pointer Sister is way up top. Who got that? Andy Baldwin. Andy Baldwin. And excited was Frober. But I think you need more than that. He Give did. it to Ryan. Give it to Ryan. I'm so excited is the actual. You can't just say excited. Eh? Uh, I'll give I'll give Brian Frober some pity points. I'm going to give him a, a quarter point. point also. I'll give him a quarter yeah. point. <laughs> be, he, that pulls him into third place. You know, we haven't given job, out man. a quarter point in the longest time. I, it's just. You know what? I find them not very effective. Here comes your next track. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm glad you cut it off there. <laughs> it is Billy Joe. Billy Joel. It is not the longest tyke, because that's gross. Whoever did no. that, you lose. Okay, Mr. Wobble, welcome to the show. Longest time. I'm going to go with Mr. Wobble on that one. Half point for those guys. That's pretty good. Again, half point. All right. Mark, tell us what we got for uh, winners so far. We're almost the end of this madness. And, and who, who got Mr. Wobble? What do you, who's this? I don't know. This is a new person. Mr. Wobble. Mr. Wobble seems They're not like on my list. They seem very oh, no, mad. There he is. All I see is Andy. Stop. Yeah, from and Mr. if you go Wobble. up to the top, Mr. Wobble says. Andy, you machine. I think Mr. Wobble is actually Dolly. Okay, I'm going to do Mr. Wobble, though. Yeah, you should. The Longest Time by Billy Joel. Okay, so let's talk about what's happening. Andy Baldwin is in first place with three points. 
Ryan, he's in second place with two points. And Brian Frober, who received a pity point, is now in third place with one point. Everybody else behind with a half point. It's uh, killing me. What do we me. got left? Uh, got three songs left. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Adam wants to get rid of one. No, but we can. Are we? How many songs do we no. have? One, two, three. Four. We got ten. Well, we're almost done. Okay. I play this on my guitar. That's all you need. That's all you need. I'm gonna play it on my guitar right now. I could too. Do it. <sighs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to tell me who got a point. Yeah, uh, Pink Houses, John Mellencamp, that is correct. Uh, it wasn't Cougar at that point. So, sorry, Cougar peoples. I'm going to say Andy Baldwin got John Cougar. Not John Cougar. No. It's Mellencamp. Aaron Sanders. It's No, it's not Cougar. It's Mellencamp. It's the same guy. No, he changed his name back to his real name. John Cougar was the name the studio gave him. I'm not accepting that. It's Mellencamp. So who shall we say? So Andy Baldwin said John Cougar Mellencamp. That's mostly correct. Okay. He's bet it's more than it's more correct than Cougar because John didn't want his name to be Cougar. He didn't like that. He and didn't Pink like houses. That. Andy Baldwin also. All right, then a full point to that gentleman. Well, Andy. Clearing out the path. There you go. Let's Full make point. this one. Uh, no, let's just make this a regular amount of points. This is a regular amount of points? Sure. All right, here Hello, we go. Bubba. What's that? What? what? That's a total left turn from the last song. I just want you to know. Not the same genre. <laughs> it's totally not. Play that one more time. This it's is like 19, a whip at the end. It does. It's like this is eighty four. I thought this was eighty nine for some reason. Oh. Nope, eighty four. Brian Frober let the music play. I it always made and Mr. Peabody with the the Mr. Peabody. Well, no, the Gleek Shannon. Gleek got Shannon. Right, Gleek. Dude, Mark, this is a much different game than last week. Huh? Insane. This it last is. one, let's make it worth five points. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, 2.5 points for each half. I don't even know if I have this song. Aaron's getting ready. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I don't have this song. Oh, man. Come on. This is a classic. 20 points if you can get it without hearing the song. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, 20 points. All right, let me just... Okay, here you go. Uh, this th- this was 84? 84! Really? Yes, this was the height of his popularity, dude. But I, don't, I thought that this was a later mix. Like Paul 88. Saranen, this is not a COVID catcher. This is, a, this is 88. This is not the correct year. Where'd you get this? Uh, Wikipedia! The link is on the thing. I don't believe you. Year-end Hot 100 Singles of 1984. Okay, here we go. This is it. Oh, it's a live version. You think they'll get it? How did I get it? It's not on this page. Maybe you're right, dude. I Why think, don't you just pick something? I think it's... Ago, I was in London. Oh, God. Oh, so, God. 
I like <laughs> Bat Dance. No, this is not. All right, here I, we go. I, I'm not sure how this showed up. It could be that I had somewhere else. Go ahead. For helping me to grow, I Shagged my dog. I don't know. <laughs> it is Julio Iglesias. To all the girls I love, eighty-four before the Gleek gets the song. Uh, let's give it to Christopher Graham for the other two and a half points. Let's see. Wait, is that right? Who got the first artist? Well, Christopher Graham got the girl I lived before. <laughs> But it's I'm saying the Gleek got the name correct. Did he? Did he? Elephant Walk. I'm seeing. I'm reading through Gleek. All right, just give some points away. Um, Aaron is falling asleep. <laughs> okay, Otherwise, we're going to do this. One. Here's your other 84 hit. Here it comes. Yeah. Put loose by Andy Ballman. There you go. Elton John is not correct. But for no. any song that we've done tonight. But thanks for playing. Okay, it's not I'm Alright. That's also. Yeah, this is wow. The, the chat is lighting up. Okay, all right, everybody. Let's give away some prizes. Uh, Mark, tell us where we're at. Andy Ballman, first place, fit five points. You get a mug. The Gleek. You get a mug. Okay, good. The Gleek? Mug for Andy. The Gleek is in second place with 3.5 points. What's he get? He gets the white mouse pad. White mouse pad. Arcade radio. All right? Okay. And third okay. place. And then gets we the got cl- Ryan. Gets the classic arcade radio. And actually fitting for that gentleman because he's been listening since episode one. Thank you, Ryan, for just always listening in. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. And now is the part of the show when we normally listen to some voicemails. Listen to the voicemails. But I don't have any. I thought we had one. All right, I'll check. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I look at these things every week, and I don't know, I don't know where to look. I don't know if I should look here or if I should look there or what. <clears throat> but the point, the, my point is, is that I look, and I look, and I don't find anything. <laughs> okay. But we see, did a voicemail at the beginning, and yeah. we do have Aaron here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, whoever that is, he's too quiet. I can't hear him. There's no other voicemails. I think that guy wanted to know if the BitKit could do TV. Really? Because he was so quiet, yeah. I can't hear him. Listen, listen to the end. If you listen. All right. Play TV. Can you make BitKit play TV? Can you make your BitKit for the TV? That is a terrible voice. Yeah. It's like the quietest. Is that like a uh, is that like a Buffett impersonation? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's terrible. Hi. I mean, I mean that's a legit voicemail. Let me play the whole thing. Everybody, listen really close. This is so quiet. I can't even tell what's happening. I, this is probably wasting your time. But here we go. Thank you for calling six one two five four eight game. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey everybody, this is Dan Russell. I don't know all the reasons with uh. You guys, 
It's like if the Swedish chef was in a snuff video. I can't hear anything. TV? What the, who, the, who the heck is that? It's terrible. It's ready, ready for the org borg. I'm pretty sure that we're getting prank called now. This is not even... This is my favorite voicemail of the whole season. I can listen to that all day long. But I'm not going to. We should actually move on to the next section, I think, right? Now, oh, did you guys hear a drum roll? I hear a drum roll and a gong. And that means... Aaron, you've joined us for the, the worst part of the show. The interview! <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad thank I can make it so horrible for you. Well, it's not so much an interview as you're just here to hang out, really, right? And talk, and talk about some stuff. Yeah, we got to talk about stuff. We should, uh, and and I'm really excited because I I updated my bid kit recently. Which, by the way, the Bluetooth bid kit is amazing. Nice, uh, Mark. What's your assessment? Um, I think I own four bid kits. I did buy the. Um, there was like a for a short time. A, like a twofer from Brian at Arcade Paradise. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Paradise Arcade Shop, mm-hmm. where you also got the uh, adapter. Oh yeah, I the loved, adapter. I love the adapter. Yeah, the pack. That's the that's the best pack adapter, I think, because you don't need uh, a separate power supply. You know, okay. it uses the uh, Pac-Man power supply right in the cabinet. Has the DC conversion right on the adapter. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to get like a switcher right. in addition to your Pac-Man power supply to run the monitor, and you know, so. So yeah, it's a great combo. Uh, that was uh, Black Friday, I think, uh, a couple of Christmases ago. Last year, maybe it was last year. Black sure. Friday last year. Yeah. Totally worth it. I mean, maybe we'll do it again for- this year. I don't know, but that, good times. That, that's uh, what they, I used to They're very complimentary. So yeah, I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out hanging with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Brian's coming out here in about two weeks. I think. Uh, right? Like ten days. Ten yeah. days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. The is big, that reconnaissance that you're going out there, or like what? Like, are you going to look for a place? Like, do you know what the? Well, I the have a, there? I have a place directly across from the hospital. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, Pack Jamma, you can get a Paradise Arcade. Somebody's asking in the chat. It's not five dollars. Uh, it's <laughs> it's eighty five dollars or eighty nine dollars. You can go check it out. Um, but it, again, it, it avoids having to buy that um, additional power supply. Yep. Also, it's jumpered for. Uh, letting the buttons do what they're supposed to on a Pac-Man machine, which is player one and player two buttons automatically become your fire buttons for certain games. So, so that's nice as well. Yeah, very you know, handy. You know what we need to do, Aaron, is we need to get uh, Jim at Riddle TV to do like an adapter like he's been doing on some of his kits so that you can plug into a number of the different cabinets you have on the big kit. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. One yeah, of his those, uh, those easy, universal easy, adapter. Yeah, the universal one. Yeah, because yeah, I, I made a uh, I made one for Nibbler and for Eyes, but those are the only two cabinets I kind of put an adapter together for, and so that would be cool because there's a lot of other games now that um, a lot of Galaxian hardware games, especially that I don't have any kind of adapter for. Um, yeah, I have a question. I, uh, 
Is there a mounting plate for the bit kit? You know, there isn't. Um, there's uh, there's two holes. Yeah. You know, there, you've got you got your two holes here. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't put two holes here because I ended up uh, putting some other stuff there and I didn't want to make the board larger. It'd be but, cool if there's like a slide-in adapter you could put on the side. It's very table. lightweight, so if you put two little feet underneath these holes, you, yeah. you can secure it to the cabinet. I mean... I'll admit, in my eyes cabinet, my bed kit just hangs by the harness. Yeah, just kind of swaying, but swaying a, back and forth. That's what it does in both my Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man. Just but it does it yeah. doesn't weigh anything. No, so it's okay. Um, yeah, I like that. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, how, so you like the you like the Bluetooth. You, you're enjoying the Bluetooth. That's uh, it's yeah. it's just a. Uh, it sounds like it's not a you know it's a minor inconvenience to open the door. Get the USB cable out, plug it in. But, but then you also have to drive your laptop over to the, you know. I just grab my laptop and sit down in the Barca lounger yeah. and and program it now. Yeah, so it, yeah, I like I mean I like it too because I can do it from my office now. I don't have to get up and walk over to the machine. All right, for those so that are listening in, you uh, for a free bid kit, let's remind them what the secret code is and where they can actually go fill that out. Sure, the secret code is Lunar fifteen. And you can go to arcaderadio.com slash contest. That's arcaderadio with an R dot com. And Lunar 15, huh. L-U-N-A-R 15. Yes. Just put that in there and fill out all the information. And you will have a chance to win the bit kit at the end of the show. So let's talk about the summer update, Aaron. Yeah, so the, the summer update, uh, it took a while uh, in between some other projects. Um, but I managed to kind of get it together and it grew over time. So it started out with, um, the first game it started out, <laughs> well, it was going to be Mooncresta. Mooncresta was the main focus. Um, but then it also ended up including, uh, Junior Pac-Man and, uh, the, uh, full version of Sega Pingo, mm-hmm. which, uh, before if you play Pingo on the bit kit, you were playing Pingo Pack, which is the Pingo that runs on pack hardware, which is also the same Pingo on Mike Doyle's kit. Yep. And I think a couple other multi-pack kits as well. It's it's kind of it's basically Pingo, but it plays faster and harder. And uh, the uh, track screen where the penguins are on the ice has been cut out, and, and some of the color sh- palette changes have been cut out. So this is finally the full version of Pingo's on the big kit, uh, with your choice of uh, the popcorn version or the alternate music version. Um, I like the popcorn version, but the alternate version is worth a try too. You should give it a try. Different music. Um, and it's it's more uh, forgiving difficulty wise, and there's a difficulty setting I believe in the game settings. You can change that and make it easier or harder if you want. Very cool. So, Junior Pac-Man, Sega Pingo, um, and Mooncrest, uh, and then in terms of new features, there were two. There's a, a Nibbler practice mode, which I'd kind of been promising for a while, and I finally got around to it. Where basically for Nibbler version nine, which is probably the most common. You can go into the game settings and set a speed between 2 and 9, and that's the speed Nibbler will go for every board in the game. So you can practice all 32 mazes at the slowest speed if you want. I did that. You play through them, get a feeling for them, you know, kind of, uh, and then ramp up, go for speed 3, go for speed 4, and um, speed 9 is uh, insane if you can, if you can play at speed 9. <laughs> That's, has Tim, uh, that's Tim only McVay a, taken that, a shot at that? Yeah, I think he has because he's played the Olymp- the Olympia version uh-huh. uh, and chalked up four or five million on it. 
Um, that's the only version that gets to that speed nine. I mean, it's brutal, but but anyway, it's it's a great way to practice those upper waves because I could never get to like anything above twenty four or twenty five. So I'd get there once, and then you know I'd have to play again to get back there to practice that. So this way, you can just set it at a more comfortable speed, get used to the board, kind of plan your strategy, memorize your pattern. That's what Nibbler's all about is memorizing those patterns and then come back to it, you know, gradually increase it until you master it. So if you so want to, the other thing that's uh, new is um, when you reboot back to the menu now from a game you're playing, you can set the menu to come back to that game already pre-selected, you know, in the little screenshot on the menu Uh, up till now, it's always been, um, you always go back to the first spot, first game. So this way you kind of pick up where you left off. Now, if you turn the cabinet on, turn it back on again, uh, you'll come back to the first game. But if you're just sitting there playing, trying different games, you're gonna you can come back to the same spot in the menu where you left off. And That'd be nice. Try the next game. So, yeah. So, so that's a feature in the uh, options system menu. So, does it uh, still then, default to going back to Nibbler then? And then you have to change it. If you yeah, if you uh, if you turn it off and on, it's always going to do that. But yep. if you want to come back to your last game, yep. just go into options uh, system, and you'll see the option there. And what version is last. your uh, is your BitKit manager up to right now? Three point two. Uh, it's three point two. Yeah, you can download that from craftymech.com slash downloads. Excellent. Um, then other just other miscellaneous items was mm-hmm. uh, some sound fixes. The Galaxian, Uniwars, Mooncrusta, uh, player shot sound now has been improved. Uh, Scramble, Super Cobra got some new low pass filter adjustments that mm-hmm. make that I think the best mix I've had so far. I'm very happy with it now. It's taken a while, but I'm happy with it now. And um, and then the pack games, Miss Pack Pack, Junior Pack, uh, all got some new low pass filters that uh, just give you a bit more natural analog sound in okay. those games. So it's interesting because when, yeah, maybe we should talk offline about that, but I, I switching from Pac-Man cranked up really well for 2d con last year uh, and switching to the, the big kit. I did notice there was uh, that the, the amplifier on the big kit is not quite as strong as the original pack hardware. So, Oh yeah, no, it, it's not. It's uh, it's about two and a half Watts. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a super duper amp. Um, I kind of did that to avoid a, a like a large heat sink or a larger amp. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good enough. Uh, yep. And if you crank it, it up, it, it is loud. You know, it is loud if you crank it up. And actually, if you crank it all the way up, there's actually some distortion. Yeah. Uh, on the yeah. high end, because is there, I'm not uh, super duper at analog uh, circuitry. Do you have any? Uh, I don't know if this is possible with that PGA or not, but do you have any plans to? allow you to control volumes at a per-game basis? Uh, not right now. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe in the future. I mean, it's definitely possible. But The reason I ask is, you know, games like Zarzon are really loud. Oh, a few. Yeah, Zarzon is the end. The end is yeah. quite loud. The end is, uh, oh my gosh, the end almost blew my ears off because I had the thing cranked up. Because like for Pac-Man, you almost want it a little extra loud because you get that deep bass out of the, out of the you know, 8-inch speaker. Uh Right, in a pad cab, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could, well, yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, what's the other one that's kind of loud? Uh, actually, Moon Cresta tends to be loud. Yeah. Just because of how the sound is, it uses that simple Galaxian sound, so it yeah. really ha- hits those notes. Actually, right. it's. I was working on it uh, the last couple of days to fix some problems right before the release, and I had to listen to the music over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I like the game. I really do. But um, I imagine music. Yeah. I imagine when you're, uh, you know, building these FPGAs and integrating games, you must think of all these ideas that you'd like to do. But I love the simplicity of the kit. Like right now, uh, yeah. yes, yesterday, uh, you know, I, I had friends over a couple of days ago, put them in front of the kit. They can sit down. It takes them literally a couple minutes to figure out what they're doing. They can cycle through all the games. They can have a great time with all, all you know, whatever games they want to. It's not complicated. Uh, it, you know, the, the only complication is for somebody who needs to load the games. And that is super easy as well. So if you look yeah. at something like the Mister. Uh, that runs multiple FPGAs, and you have to download them, integrate them, and then get games to run on them. That's 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 something like the basic user can't just plug in and play. I literally had oh. with my Pack Jamma and your Bit Kit, I had them plugged in, and I was playing in less than five minutes. Yeah, and that's kind of just part of my. I mean, I've always had kind of a design philosophy and a lot of different creative avenues of mm-hmm. more like a simple sophistication. You know, that's what I've always liked. Not overly complicated. Do something and do it really well. Uh, that means maybe you don't make 100% of the people happy because they'd like to see X, Y, Z that your thing doesn't do. Mm-hmm. But you make most people happy because it does the things that it does really well that everybody kind of wants. Um, and so, I mean, the board was designed that way um, just to be easy to manufacture, less risk for me on the manufacturing size for overseas people who can be difficult to communicate with, um, the components I chose, widely available. I mean, every step of the way, it took a while, about a year and a half, to develop the board, hardware and software. But basically, it was done from that perspective of keeping the design simple and getting something that I could produce consistently um, and and, at a good price for me, Mm -hmm. but offer a good price to everybody else. Yeah, and then on the software side, um, you know, we started out with that text menu. And I remember in the early BitKit days, it was just text. There was no graphics. It was like Nibbler and you know, just words. You put yep. the game by the title. And so uh, about a year and a half ago, when I did the the new menu, that was something I'd wanted to do from the start, but I just didn't have time. So I finally got time to do that. And I felt once I got the the screenshot menu going, that's when the product really kind of came full circle and became a complete product. Yeah, that to me had kind of like the arcade SD feel with the easy to use game selection. You know, left, right on the joystick, you see some previews of the games, you pick the one you want. Something that people at parties can pick up pretty easily, yeah. or you know, your friends. And Here, um, so that's a that's always been my goal is just to make it easy to use and uncomplicated, yeah. and uh, you know, and and something that people will enjoy. That that's not a Swiss Army knife, but but it's right. pretty good at what it does. Here's another thing I love about the new kit, uh, or the new updates, the last couple updates. Um, you can coin up on the second player button, which is great because I can have my coin uh, drops enabled because I run my whole arcade on tokens. But when I want to cycle through games really quickly, I don't I don't necessarily want to put all these tokens in, and neither do anybody else. But um, it still has that experience of, like, you know, you're hearing the coin drop, uh, so to speak. So I love the fact that I can keep my coins enabled, put in a token on the on the front door, or I can hit the player two button twice, and bam, I'm I'm coined up and ready to play. I love that. Sure, yeah, that's a feature that um, you know, I, it it kind of worked a little bit differently at first, and and I still get feedback on it that it can be hard to communicate to people like guests that aren't familiar with games. Like, sure. no, you have to tap that button twice, and. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've thought about different ways to do it, like, well, just hit player one, but that's what I did originally with the Rockola games. It was, it's just free play, hit player one, but then when I got to the pack hardware games, I found that a lot of those games play a little intro tune after you press start, or after you coin up and press start. Yeah. And so if the coin up sound and the intro tune, so if they both happen at the same time, you know, in the, in the behind the scenes, you end yeah. up with this, like, weird coin up sound playing over the intro tune, and... And so that's why I came up with the player two twice tap because that avoided that. Yeah. Um, now separated, th- you know, those actions. I think that's a happy balance we have it right now because, uh, like for for people that that uh, don't want to hunt around for a quarter or whatever, playing that you know hitting that button twice is not a big deal. And then for people that want to run you know quarters or tokens in their arcade, they can continue to let people put money either way. It's going to operate. One of the one of the things I thought was interesting uh, in reading the forum last so by the way there's a new facebook group called bitkit this, that's right you know uh who runs that uh it's ran by uh one of my uh bitkit fans yeah um who on the for on the page is known as bitkit mm-hmm. but um on uh club i forget what its club handle is it's like um i forget his S-P-I-R-W-X, I think. Yeah. But anyway, his name is Paul. And uh, Paul runs Paul runs that page, and I'm an admin there too, so I chime in. But, but he came up with the idea of, hey, I want to start a Bitkit group on Facebook, just like a player's group. Not like, you know, because my Bitkit page, my Crafty Mac page on Facebook is kind of my official, you know, outreach page for mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, announcements of product or, uh, you know, firmware updates, things like that. Uh, but this is a players group where, um, you know, you can post live feeds of uh, Facebook Live where you're playing or you can talk about strategy or yeah. I'll post stuff about upcoming games. And so it's a lot more casual and, and I don't run it. I just I just hang out there. That's funny because um, I, I, I approached you not not bef- long before that g- group went up. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, you should start this product is like needs a Facebook group and, and you had already had it in works. So. That's well, pretty, yeah, or it's, it was uh, like I said. I didn't, I didn't have to lift a finger or hold it over. That's pretty awesome, uh, which and is I, great. So, um, it, and we're up to almost two hundred uh, people now in the group. So it's growing. Yeah, and it's just Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/bitkit. And it's a private group, but you just ask to join, and you know, it asks you a question like, "What's one of my products?" Yeah, and uh, TPG Bitkit, and then. You know, it's not a big deal. And the cool thing is, is that they run contests there. So you, there's like weekend contests where they pick yeah. three games, and you can, you know, you can compete. Uh, and there's, you know, like the arcade hangouts guys uh, are in there. A bunch, of, a bunch of us podcasters are in there. Everyone, anyone who's anyone who's been involved with Grinkers knows about the bid kit, it's because you know it, it was part of the contest last year. Uh, right. And so that was super fun. Uh, here's something interesting that. I had I found reading that group, and, and a friend of mine was asking me too. There's like a misconception that this product will just do magically whatever they you know. Well, you should put this game on, and you should put this game on. Uh, a friend of mine said, "Hey, I I saw Crazy Kong runs on there now. Does that mean that he's going to do Donkey Kong?" And right. I think I think there's a, a misconception that th- this is this would just do everything. So I wanted you to speak to that a little bit because I think most people try to avoid the big Nintendo when creating something that could potentially infringe on their property because they're they're the most protective of their wares, if you will. But could you talk to that a little bit, Aaron? Well, like like I, I kind of touched on earlier when I talked about 
how the design process being uh, risk management and making things kind of streamlined and is least trouble for me on my end as a yeah. business. And, and that's part of the philosophy on I don't really want to do Nintendo. Um, you know, Nintendo is very active about when it comes to the IP of uh, um, yeah. what you might call uh, what's their big Mario? Mario. Pac-Man. They went after every ROM so, site like five years ago, and, and you know down. it's like at the same time there's other things out there like the Junior and DK remixes and stuff like that. Yep, you know, and, and that's not a that's not a problem. But it's kind of like it takes a big investment of time to get a new platform up on the big yet. So mm-hmm. I spent two to three months of really hard work getting DK DK to run, for instance. And then, you know, it has analog sounds that are very hard to reproduce. MAME struggled with that for a long time before they got much closer. So I put in all this work, and it takes one guy at a desk with 15 free minutes in his day to send me a cease and desist. <laughs> and, then, you know, you know, and then I've lost all that work because yeah. I mean, they're, they're huge. You know, I'm a little guy. They're a very big guy. So it's not a fight I even want to get near. And I don't really uh, want to for another reason because the Bitka has always kind of been about – a bit more of the oddball or the B-side games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got your the packs are on there, and you've got Frogger on there. You've got some, some games that are definitely top tier in terms of the classics. But a lot of the games are lesser known, like, you know, Beastie Feastie, uh, you know, Agor, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. TNT, uh, Lizard Wizard, um, fun kind of quirky games. So that's kind of more my 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 uh, preferences. Yeah. The games that didn't get a lot of attention, but they're actually pretty fun. And uh, for me, the the DK games are great, but um, you know, it's it's kind of a bridge too far for the big kid, I think. Well, and uh, Brian, you brought this up uh, a long time ago, um, and, and maybe even helped uh, influence some of the platforms that Aaron could exploit. Um, well, the so we had, I mean, so one thing I wanted to actually say, Aaron, I, a lot of credit to you for sticking through and supporting the big kid as much as you do because one of the things that a lot of people like you mentioned how much time you put into developing it developing the new platforms and when you look at the other boards that have come out that have similar type of longevity support things a lot of them the support is kind of the the board's still there and the original games are still there but the new development has kind of stopped over time and to your credit you really stick with it. Um, the two things I actually wanted to mention, I wanted you to speak to. So the Mister came up, which is a really neat uh, open source project that is FPGA based. Right. But one of the things that I have heard come up a few times in speaking with people is uh, FPGA isn't this magic like you just put stuff together and it works. It actually right. takes time to make it work properly. So. Yeah. Can, can you speak to that a little bit as far as the, like, you know, I, I mean, you're working on this as a closed source, as an open source project. I mean, what are your perceptions of the difference in how FPGA, because right now the arcade world is kind of in this mode where, oh, FPGA game means perfect. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, that took off also because of a lot of the uh, console analog, uh, the company analog with their console products like Super Nintendo and the NES clones. I think they what they do in a Genesis or maybe they already did one. I think they're doing like a Game Boy Advance next. I mean, and so it became, it's become kind of a, a bit more of a buzzword. And you're right. I think a lot of people in the past, um, 
have started well, you know, the past couple of years, I've started to think of it as like kind of a silver bullet, but yep. um, it definitely takes, it, it's a great set of tools. Uh, I was just monitoring the chat. Like Andy says, FBGA is like the clay. And I, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the tool set. And it's a great tool set for doing things extremely accurately with, with, you know, um, very, very, you know, no latency on the controls. Uh, you can get very accurate uh, sound out of it and behavior of the game too, just because all the timing is correct. But it really takes an investment to do that. And it also takes people who really know the game well. And so that's something I've done with, um, with the big kid from the beginning. Like I got Tim McVeigh to test Nibbler. Uh, because I figure if the guy that got a billion points on a game can't tell the difference, then I've done a really good job. I got Jimbo Dini to test eyes for the pack uh -huh. hard work platform. Uh, he's the world wrecker on that game holder on that game and so uh you know that, that it takes a real investment and so you know I, I like the mr project too and there's a lot of fun stuff that's happening on it, especially with like cps1 neo geo i feel kind of like the classic cores um a lot of them have not gotten the kind of attention they probably need just because it was older source that was ported over when the project just started so i feel like it, they really need kind of uh, a bit of a champion on that side who can really dig into those and do the same kind of things I did because um, that's what it takes. I mean, it takes a real investment to put them in front of people that know the games well and um, can tell you if the game plays off. But I'll, I'll tell you what the biggest investment of time is always the sound. Uh, the sound is the hardest part to get right. And it takes the most time, the most work to get right. So, um, you know, projects evolve over time and open source works that way. You have to wait for the right people to come along and have the time to spend time with it. But the advantage is you get, you know, 20, 30, who knows how many people working on this, where with the BitKit, it's just me. But on the other side of that, um, the BitKit is a commercial product. So I have a responsibility to people who buy the product to provide them a product that works front to back 100%. So it's not an incomplete, you know, when I release game updates, they're not incomplete or this needs improvement or this will get better. Um, with a commercial product, when I release updates, it's ready to go and it's ready to use. And, you know, so there are, there are really two different worlds. Open source and commercial are two different worlds. Um, and it, they, have different, they have different places for different people, depending on what you really want. A lot of people that use the BitKit just want something to plug in and work and they don't want to mess with. You know, it, it's... Uh, it's simplicity, and a lot of other people want something they can really tinker with, add to, uh, maybe even contribute to themselves as a project. And you know that's where open source comes in. So they are two different levels. But I think one thing that people do underestimate who aren't really familiar with FPGA development is it takes a tremendous amount of time. And I actually posted this recently um, on Claw that if you want to create a product to sell, FPGA is probably the worst return on investment you could possibly do in this hobby because it takes the most amount of time compared to a lot of other things you could design and sell for the same amount of money. So, yeah. Uh, warning to anybody thinking of getting into it. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I've kept the product up to date and I really enjoy that. Um, but sometimes I question my sanity for the number of hours I've spent over the last few years, but when I get comments from people saying how much they like the product, how much they enjoy the updates, how it's their favorite game in the arcade, <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely, that makes me feel good. You know, it gives me good motivation to keep going. So, and the product is really, uh, I mean, COVID has been a, 2020 has been a messed up year. COVID has been a big part of that. But 
uh, everybody being at home the last few months, the big kit sales have really started to pick up, and I've got a lot of new people coming in and um, ha- and are excited about it, joining that Facebook group. So, so it's been a good year for for the big kit, and I like that. Um, it's just unfortunate the circumstances are what they are. That that's why we're kind of having this uptick and people being at home with time in their hands. But yeah, that's long answer to a short question. But I don't know. That was that was a good answer. That sounded great. Yeah. So I'm looking through some of the. Uh, games that are on this um the mm. hardware tick here that you've sort of entered into with the sega pango and junior pac-man and now let's just say they're supported of, they're supported they don't come with supported. it that's right but, well but yeah. there's a lot of weird games on that platform and i'm like i have no idea what any of these are <laughs> how do you pick what you're gonna like go for you know what i mean well, uh, Mame um, Mame is a great resource, and it always has been. Yes, uh, I know we knock we knocked Mame and this hobby on, uh-huh. uh, you know. But I mean, the truth is, it's a tremendous resource, and there's been a lot of work put into that uh, open source project again over the years. And so, yeah, I turned to Mame. Uh, tried a lot of those games. I think pretty much all of them that are in the Galaxian uh, driver for Mame, the Pac Man driver for Mame. Yeah, and a lot of them you've never heard of for good reason, uh, because they were terrible. Mm. But, um, but you know, then I find a few, and, and then I talk to other people, or they tell me to check something out, and I do check it out. I think there's a couple of games in the bit kit that came about that way that someone told me, why don't you check out this game? I think it runs on Galaxian, or it runs on Pack Hardware. And so, you know, I load it up the main, and I check it out, and uh, it actually turns out to be kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, um, so, you know... It's it's kind of a uh, it, it comes with I want to get games on there that people are going to like uh, a bit more broadly so really weird one off games maybe that have weird controls or dedicated controls that weren't like a joystick and buttons that's probably not for the bit kit because that's kind of my philosophy too is I want everybody to be able to play every game on there basically with a normal control panel maybe you don't have two buttons but at least you have a joystick and a button <laughs> um, Bob Zarzadek's going to be mad wait, wait. yeah. <laughs> Or or, uh, or no buttons, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know. So that, yeah. that's kind of my choices come down to what's compatible with what everybody has so far, in terms of you know the cabinets they have bit kits in, and and is the game playable? Is it too hard? Is it too easy? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it kind of a nice mix? And uh, you know, um, is it a, is it a good game? And then I kind of go from there. Well, and I mean, and so one of the things, and I, you may have touched on this, and I, I wanted to kind of emphasize it for some of the people in the chat. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you set up BitKit, like you're kind of setting up a board set. And so anything that right. comes off of that board set becomes easier to do. So like you, oh, may yeah. not have, you may not have been shooting for, say, Crazy Kong is what you wanted on there or Frogs, but if you do the scramble hardware from Konami... Like there's a ton of games that fall out of that relatively oh, yeah, easily. For sure. I mean, like so many a huge amount of games were on either Pac-Man, Galaxian, or Scramble-based hardware covers a big range. So uh, the effort to adding like a new game like Mooncresta to Galaxian is, yeah, the platform's already done. But then I have to look at well, what does Mooncresta do differently? Well, it's got some extra video RAM and has some different registers that it uses to switch those video uh, video ROM graphic banks mm-hmm. um and so that got a little tricky and then well how about its sound does it have any special custom stuff for the sound no it's just galaxian sound okay well that's easier 
And then it gets down to integration with the menu system. So I've got to look at how the high score saving is going to work. I've got to spend time with that. What about your settings? Does it do cocktail? How many lives? Bonus? That kind of thing. So once I, at this point, Galaxian is pretty mature, you know, when it comes to my my end of it. Um, so it's more just kind of the crossing the I's, dotting the T's, going down that list, getting the game to run, making sure it plays. Uh, but fortunately, it doesn't take. Uh, I don't have to you know, remake the wheel or do a lot of new work. Uh, now, Junior Pac-Man was an exception because it scrolls. You know, it scrolls right to left. And Pac-Hardware didn't do that. Uh, so I did have to spend uh, a little bit of time looking at the Junior Pack schematics and figure out how the scrolling worked and then add that to the Pac-Hardware implementation that I already had. Um, it also had all extra memory for both the program ROMs and the graphics. And so, you know... But a lot of games, like, uh, for instance, Mr. TT, Agor, and Eyes, all three of those are almost the exact same code base, and they all run the same way. So, like, that was like a threefer. When I got Eyes running, well, now Agor and Mr. TT automatically worked. I didn't really have to do much for those. Same with Pac-Man. Pac-Man works. Well, then Pac-Plus is going to work, although I had to decrypt the the program ROMs. Um, You know, so... That's why I like hardware that has a lot of games. So I do get requests for like, what about this game? What about that game? I'm like, well, how many other games run on that hardware or something similar? Because, you know, two to three months of my time, that's a lot to invest for just a single game, a one-off, that I can't really get anything else out of it. Um, and I mean, it is a commercial product, so that's the other side of it, is I have to look at things from my perspective of, uh, I invest time. I make a product, I get paid for it, that's part of my income. And, you know, I have to balance that with, you know, the time that I have. <laughs> and Andy, smart choices. Andy Baldman had a question a ways back. I uh, said, was, is there anything on the hardware, from the hardware perspective? So you've been developing this for a while. If you were to take oh, a step back to the beginning and start over again, is there anything that kind of comes to mind that you'd say, I would have done this differently? Oh, yeah, there's a couple things that I wish I had done from the start. Like, um, you know, there's a, there's a noise, there's an analog noise channel on the bit kit, which I used for the Nibbler hardware, uh, which works great for explosions. But it, it, it's a three, there's a three-pole filter in there, and it's fixed. And um, I really wish I could have set those three bits so that you could get more of like a deep boom or maybe more of like a, uh, you know, a more crunchy pop sound. Uh, more of like you know your Nintendo noise channel, which is more crunchy. So yeah, being able to adjust that analog noise filter would have been nice. Um, uh, I wish I'd gone with larger size flash from the beginning, because you know the Bluetooth has the Bluetooth model has room for 64 game slots, uh, and the original, uh, what uh, Adam calls the Mark One, <laughs> had uh, room for 32 game slots. So. Um, I could have, I should have gone with the bigger flash from the start because, of course, when I when I started the project, I had five games in mind max that were going to be on the board. So four megabits or four megabytes sounded like an enormous amount of space because a game takes 64k, and um, the FPGA implementation takes about 378k. So that's a lot of space. But it turns out it wasn't when I started adding all these new games. So yeah, those are two things I would have done. Um, I would have used different input buffers so it didn't need all the pull-up resistors that I use. Um, little things like that, you know, that I've thought about going back. But again, often I look at it more as like, well, 
I can revise this, but if I revise this, I add risk into the equation that the manufacturer doesn't get it right or there's a mistake. And, you know, it's so it's it's always about like, you know, rainy day. <laughs> if there's a right. bit kit too, you know, then I can pull all these fixes together and make that. Uh, but for now, you know, the design works and it has a good price for me on, on my end. And and uh, it's tr it's proved to be really flexible. Um, the one thing I do did that I'm really happy I did is I used to have a fixed duration on the explosion sound too, because that's what Nibbler used, or Pioneer Balloon or Vanguard, not Vanguard, but the other uh, Pioneer Balloon and Fantasy. And I took that off and used um, PWM instead to control the duration of the explosion. And that was really fortunate because I've been able to use that like in Jump Bug to do a little popping sounds for the volcano that spits out the rocks. Uh, and stuff like that that I wouldn't have been able to do if I'd kept that. Uh, so, you know, you win some, you lose some. Excellent. Mm. Hey, so, Brian, you have a. <laughs> no, go ahead, Mark. No, 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 no. I'm, I defer to you. <laughs> um, I was going to, basically, what I was going to say is so you mentioned, um, and, I, and you can say no, you're not going to disclose this, but you mentioned that you're not. Looking at you get requests all the time. Is there something you're kind of eyeing as like interesting hardware to do next or interesting project to look at next? Well, I've I've always uh, ever since the beginning looked at um, or thought about uh, Deco um, because there are so many games that run out of it. Run on it um, now. Like seventy five percent of those games are are not really good <laughs> for for the Deco the tape systems, but you've got like you know, six or seven or eight pretty decent games in there. So that's always kind of been one. The problem is Deco hardware is really hard to get a hold of. Um, and, um, you know, I've never worked with it before. So that would be like a ground up thing. I have no idea if it's set up similar to, you know, Pack or Galaxian or any of the other hardware I've worked with. We may and, have, uh, we may have two or three of those around here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'd love to take a look at it at some point, uh, a working one, uh, because that's a piece of hardware that I know is really tough to keep running with the cassette. And I don't know if anybody ever made – somebody did make a multi-deco before Dark. the one that's, that was made by Darksoft. Somebody made one before that that was really rare. He made like eight or nine of them. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, John uh, Exidy, he had one. Um, but yeah, and th but that was a true, it was like a multi-deco with just the baseboard and then you had like a daughterboard or something. I guess that's what Dark Sauce Kit probably is too, right? Mm -hmm. You take the cassette interface off and you put the daughterboard on there? Or? There's um, actually, so Dark Soft has this little add-on board and I, I don't know, it doesn't even go into the cassette interface place. Um, and there's a custom ROM that you drop in there. I have one of the prototypes, and I got to admit, I've never gotten it running because I was missing. There was a chip I had on mine that was not functioning properly, and they sent me a new one, and it got put on the shelf, and it disappeared. And I actually just found it like a couple days ago, and Billy was back. I well, Billy was back in the shop. What's this? And I'm like, oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, you guys. What's that? Adam. Is driving. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, so we have to do this drawing because we said we do it at nine o'clock. Oh, it, okay. I have one one yeah. question. I'll answer real quick. I yep. just saw in the chat. Yep. Um, Netro yep. Metropolis. 
he just asked, is there anything I tried to put on that had to quit or abandon due to difficulty? Sure. Uh, not so far, not so far, but I'm also um, really, really stubborn. Uh, that's kind of how I've always learned things is just kind of diving in and doing them. So when mm-hmm. I run into something that I can't get to work, it's it's really tough for me to leave it alone until I get it working. So, so far, I guess I've been lucky. Everything I've tried, I've gotten to work. So Now, I want to say we're going to draw the hat. We're going to draw the names in the hat right now. But that doesn't mean the show's over. We're just going to announce the winner, okay? I see, I see I, 24 names in the hat. I've got 26 will, names in the hat. I will quickly oh. say to Aaron, we don't call that luck. We call that skill, but yeah. thank you. Oh, okay. You're very modest about it. I have 26 <laughs> entries in the hat. I'll just read names, some of them off, so you know you're – I'm just going to randomly – not going to go over the whole list, but we have like Idaho Farmer, Arcadeology, Mr. Wobble, Joe Cool, Tall Paul, D. Norman, Necros – we have Mike Page, Brad Holman, Gabriella. There's a bunch of names in here, some that have been uh, just behind the scenes and some that are in the chat for the first time tonight. So thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, you're about to find out if you're the winner of uh, of the uh, what, the grand prize, which is the big hit. Thanks grand for, prize. Thanks for yeah. filling this out and thanks for participating and listening in. And Aaron, thanks for giving us an update. And we'll, we'll, we'll uh, finish up the interview after this drawing, what do you say? That sounds good. Okay, here we go. So I'm gonna hit shuffle. Can you guys hear that? Exciting. Yeah. Unfortunately. So we're gonna. Uh, Mark, why don't you give me a countdown? Three, two, one, and I'll stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh my God. <laughs> Get it? Get who I was doing a <sighs> countdown. <laughs> I, okay, right, what I'm gonna have to screenshot this because no one's gonna freaking believe me. I won. Bob Zarzdek won. No, I'm just kidding. No, oh, no. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is uh, this is funny. I am gonna screenshot it. Okay. And I'm gonna paste it. Can I paste it into the chat? Um, sure. I mean. Yep, I can. Like Here it goes. All right. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to... What, what's that? It says John Jacobson won at CW Graham. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the drawing. So. No, uh, I am going to just... I'm going to paste the top portion of this into the chat. Um, it's our database to export. What do you got? Does it does it paste it in? I tried to paste it. I, um, I don't see anything yet. It did not come through. Looking at the chat. It, it oh, doesn't. Wait. It doesn't let no. you. Okay. All right. So the top. <laughs> Come on, you got it. All right. Uh, oh, the anticipation. I'm just gonna do a drum roll for it because this is incredible, right? And the winner of the big hit tonight, <laughs> no joke, is Mr. Peabody. All right. <laughs> In the hat, scrambled in the top three were the Gleek, the Yeti, Mike Page, Mr. Wobble, David from Buffalo, D. Norman, and Joe Cool. Those were the top eight of the 26 entries we had tonight. Uh, I cannot believe that Mr. Peabody won because he wins a lot with, like, you know, what's in the juke from, you know, his savvy with with the juke. So that's pretty freaking cool. I hope, (laughs) Christopher, I demand a recount. (laughs) <laughs> There's no count. It was randomly selected. 
yeah, and and uh, just for fun, the the bottom three entries were Robot, Ron, John, Brian Jones, and Arcadeology. <laughs> oh damn, Aaron! All the way at the bottom. And Gabriello was a close fourth at twenty third. <laughs> different, different year, obviously. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's some serious luck. Uh, well, I can't I'll tell you what. Um, what we can do is uh, before you send it out to Mister Peabody, we better update it. Okay. Uh, so I can I can help you do that. All right. Uh, I'll help you get it updated to the latest because uh, otherwise. Um, He'll be about uh, 14 updates behind, probably. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched it in a while. You know, uh, it might be easier. Okay, that sounds good. I will, it, Mr. Peabody, if you're okay with that, I will open up the box. I will update it before we send it out to you. And uh, and and give me a call. You've got my number uh, and my email, and we'll work it out. So uh, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for playing. That is pretty, pretty cool. Um that you know, and that hat thing is is awesome. I've been using that since like nineteen ninety nine. So uh, it was written for Windows ninety five. I think I first installed it on Windows ninety seven. Was there a ninety seven? Seems so Windows long. Windows ME ninety eight. Windows ninety eight, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Ninety eight, ME, XP. It was like a ninety eight for forever. It was. As a gamer, I wanted to never leave that operating system. <laughs> Oh. The guys, the guys want an arcade radio discount code. <laughs> well, uh, Brian, could you arrange that? Could you give an arcade radio discount for, say, the pack JAMA? That would be kind of cool, like 10 15%. I, I can do something, but it will take me more than two minutes to arrange it. All right, so, so we, let's we'll, next week. Next episode. And, and I want to make sure that we have Bluetooth on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, ja- the pack JAMAs, not the Bluetooth? Oh, I know I have pack jammas. We have a lot of those. I want to make sure that we have the blue. Yeah. Team. Oh, okay. Because, uh, but I'm, I'm saying for I'm c- waiting on some boards, so I don't actually have any back stock right now. Okay. Um, All right. If you guys need extra ones, probably, hopefully, in a couple of weeks, I will. But, sweet, um, sweet. My vendors still have it. I think they still have it, <laughs> like Paradise does. You know, it's interesting. I I ordered a a a neon light that's taking some time to build. I sent an update about that today. Uh, but when that's done, I'm gonna I'm gonna display that on the show. It's pretty incredible, uh, but it's from uh, Hong Kong, so it's gonna take a while. Hong Kong actually had all of their postal services turned off until Monday. Did you know that? Like, it doesn't matter. He's not gonna be done with this thing till another couple of weeks. So they are, they are strict there. Yeah. Wow. You know, if we were as strict here, we would be over this crap. But let's not talk no. about that. So, <laughs> no digression. <laughs> no digression. Okay, so, yeah. uh, let's. Can we promise, Brian? Can we promise some sort of discount for stuff related to the big hit next week? We'll put something together. I'll have some fun. Yeah. All right, let's do that. I love that. Great will, suggestion. We out will there. have. We will have something coming up. I will make sure it's when we have stuff that we can ship off the shelf. And by the way, How's Christopher that? Graham, if we're going to have Arcade Radio branded cap kits, they're all going to be Nijikon. I don't care. I'm not having my name put on any Zycon crap or whatever. So, we'll just change the whole. In uh, I've got what, a print, printer over here that can print Nichicon yeah. every cap. I cannot. I mean, I'm going to post this in the Arcade Radio <laughs> Facebook page just so people can see that the hat drew this name, and I didn't just pick Chris because I want him to do some, uh, you know, work for me on my Journey control panel. 
which, which will never ever happen because because uh, it's sitting on the floor right over there and you keep forgetting to grab it. Well, I have a jungle hunt there too that wasn't quite working. Well, it was working until it got moved. Yeah, right. I, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm I'm a little irritated about that right now. So uh, let's let's uh, uh, let's move on anyway uh, and talk to Aaron about a few other things. Did we talk about the recent games that are supported officially? Yeah, yeah, we did. We went uh, through the whole list of goodies. Okay, so we're good there. Is there anything else we need to talk about about the big hit? Any Future questions goals. from the chat? Yeah. Future goals. So what's that? I like that. Future, Future goals. goals. Uh, you know, I uh, to keep on uh, to keep on rolling with it. Um, you know, when I started the product out, I, I figured it wouldn't have a very long uh, life. Maybe like a year or so because I was like only planning to do those five games and I would, I would just make them until you know people had had bought them up and there wasn't much interest but the interest keeps growing so um, the thing I wanted to do now with the Bluetooth uh, which I talked about earlier this year is um, get it going on a mobile device for upda- updating the high scores so you can just upload your high scores from your phone so it's got the Bluetooth already on the BitKit itself so I just, I'm working on uh, an iPhone app right now uh, where you could open the app on your phone, uh, connect your Bluetooth BitKit, and then upload the scores right from your phone to, to the website. So that, that's kind of the short term that I want to do. And eventually, if possible, I'd love it if I could get that to work, where you could actually update firmware through your mobile device too, where you just open the BitKit app on your mobile device, you could do a firmware update. You wouldn't even need your laptop or your computer. So that's probably down the road. But the high score uploads is something I'd like to do in the short term. Just to make it easier for people, because I think that's become kind of a fun thing for the people that uh, that do regular updates. And we've got like 25, 30 people who do that now. Um, you know, once a month or so, they'll upload scores. And it just it kind of creates some competition, fun competition. It's not like uh, King of Kong type stuff. I mean, we don't take it that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a casual competition. But uh, And a lot of people have told me the leaderboards, the online leaderboards, have kind of caused them to start spending time with more games that they never would have played. Like Good. I did a Corona contest where I gave away Corona themed prizes, the beer, not, yeah. not the virus. <laughs> um, and, uh, actually the grand prize winner was from Canada. And I still haven't been able to hit, ship him his Corona sombrero because the Canadian border is closed and it would cost me like 40 bucks to oh. ship it in a package. And he has a drop box on the other side of the border. Thank God a Canadian didn't win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes, i know right? <laughs> no offense to my so, buddy mr page and who else is out there from from canada tonight it's just there's we have a, we have a few canadian listeners which that, right we, what well we, we were talking about uh pattern generators the other day aaron i don't think i had a chance to talk to you but somebody oh, okay. somebody enlightened me to the have you ever seen the uh astro uh vg uh, pattern generators, they're like these super over-the-top generators, and they, like, you can have, like, small variations in signal uh, basically clocks. So you know how, like, some oh, of the... Okay. And they have all of the, the... You have this ability to, like, create exact duplications of video output signals. So you know how you have, like, slight variations between different board sets? Well, you can actually set board sets on this thing. It's it's crazy. I mean, they're, like, $6,000 or whatever. But it got, oh, wow. it got me to thinking, like, how cool would it be if you had a version that you could, say, record a Williams output signal and then use that as your test pattern, like, use those colors as your test pattern and that rate as your test pattern 
And so as you're rebuilding Williams monitors, you can set them, get them adjusted, and then plug and play when you get them going. Yeah, no, that would, that would be a that would be a fun product. Um, that would probably be a complicated uh, endeavor, but but it sounds fun. I think um, with the TPG, I kind of hit the formula right for oh, what yeah. people and wanted, and so um, it just kind of keeps rolling along. And so I always mean to, you know, what can I, where can I take this product? Uh, but then I have other things that I'm like, well, I want to do that though. And so, so as long as the TPG keeps rolling, I kind of just kind of let it do its thing and support it on the customer end. Uh, but um, it kind of is in a nice place where it is right now. Um, a product like that would definitely be helpful for people who do a lot of repair, for sure. Uh, um, you know, someone like Buffett, I wonder if Buffett would uh, would like something. He's always talking about these exotic test pattern generator combination combinations he wants to do. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, 15 different generators at a time, so he can test a whole bunch of monitors and you know things like that. But um, but no. yeah, it's it's all about time. And Sp you, speaking <laughs> of buff shot so many projects my way i have to <laughs> I, I have to hire a project manager yeah, oh, yeah. what's your wife <laughs> doing <laughs> right now <laughs> and, and, and i'm about to get closer now here's a here's a fun thing yeah. we gotta i want to shut this down in, in a second but i want to just say uh i don't i don't think greekers uh Greenfest is happening this year no, I don't think it's going to happen. And even if it does yeah. happen, there's going to be a low uh, attendance, I think. Um, yeah. I, I, I would have to drive there. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, uh, Aaron, I think I met you and your – I met your wife there. I met you before that. but Yeah. Yeah, we, we were both there last year. So. Yeah, and, and uh, I think I met you three years ago for the first time at Greenfest. You're, you're a, you've yeah. been going there since John Jacobson talked about – the big hit the first time. Yeah, I went. Well, I went to number two and number three and four, and then I don't think I went to number five, and then I went to, or maybe I went to two, three, four, five. It didn't go to six, but I went to the last. Sure. Yeah. But in, in any case, it's. I love that we can talk like this, but it, it's going to be sad. I'm. I'm. The last year's contest was so cool. With Andy says virtual virtual green fest, which. Actually, I can't think of anything more depressing, though, than, yeah. than a virtual. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I don't know how that works. Glasses. I don't know. Maybe January. Maybe next. I, I think we got another 12 months of COVID here. Oh, well, uh, oh, oh, there, there's no. a Grinkers. There's a poster called Grinkers, uh, which might be Steve uh, in the chat, who yeah. says. That's Probably not not in October, but maybe November, December, January. Yeah, that's plenty about year. You never so know. Maybe you never know. Don't don't uh, don't throw hope away. It might happen. Wait, maybe November, December, and January is what I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> three three grinkers. I love uh, it. I'm on. I'm a one, yeah. two, three grinkers. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up. Aaron, stick with us after the show for a little wind up. And and uh, again, uh, everybody, thanks for. Uh, participating tonight. Uh, regular listeners were in force. I love it. It's good to have, and some listeners that are never in the chat participated tonight in entering into the, this. This is going to be another way we do contests in the future uh, coming up. Um, we're probably going to reduce sending out three prizes a week for the What's in the Juke, uh, just, just to depress you even more. Uh, yeah. So, you know, but we're, we'll give away better prizes once a week, which, which would be much better. 
Uh, so again, Mark, thanks for the, the great idea tonight, uh, making it fair for all listeners, not just the people that are in the chat. Uh, and Aaron, thanks for coming on the show again. Sure. I think it's my uh, fourth. Is it my fourth? I believe time? it's your I'm fourth time. Yeah, Does he yeah. get Once like a jacket season. at five? Like he gets yeah, like, kind of like yeah, Saturday you're a five timer. Yeah, he, he's the four timer club, just like the SNL. Uh, what's that sketch where they do like the the five timer club or something? Club, yeah, right. yeah. So but when you get to that point, smoking jacket. You look like you'll be Doc Brown from 1955. It'll be nice. Well, Aaron, you and I will get together, figure out uh, how to update Mr. Peabody's. Uh, yeah, we can talk to tomorrow or whenever you want. Yeah, uh, and then we can. It, it'll be easy. I just have to have you do a couple, couple quick steps to make sure it goes smoothly because it hasn't been updated in so long. Sure, it's like a brand new, out of the box, never been touched. So yeah, it, be, has the, it probably has the minty smell still. Yeah, it still like uh, it's still in the the, the anti-static bag. It's going to be great. Yeah. So I'll open it up and we'll release some uh, non-COVID air from five years ago and get that thing updated. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and then um, Mr. Peabody will send it out to you. Um, so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. You'll just be able to plug it in to any jam harness. And if you talk to Brian over to Paradise, you can get one of those pack jammers if you get a pack machine, and it'll make your life super easy. So okay, uh, so I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Wait a minute, that's not the song we play. We play this one. All right. Oh. <sighs> you wanted the classic one? I can go back to the classic one. No, no, no. All right. So thanks for listening to the Double R's. This has been Arcade Radio. Hey, don't forget to check us out at Old School Game. Check out Old School Gamer Magazine. You can pick up or subscribe at OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, check out our website, ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com for all of our social media and swag links. Which is pretty cool because I think this is the first time we use the show, uh, we've used the, the site for the show, ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, besides, like, you could go and watch old episodes and whatever. But, but now it's, like, legit. So you can also call and leave comments on the game line. Which would be hilarious if somebody actually said, you know, we want to hear something intelligent about, I don't know, neck boards or flybacks or, I don't know. You don't, you don't want more voice Way better. Way better than the guy that wants TV to play on the bit, which <laughs> yeah. is going to happen. Uh, Enjoy the show. Take up some Arcade Radio swag over at Teespring and Arcade Radio, or consider supporting our Patreon campaign over at patreon.com. Slash Arcade Radio. Multiple tiers starting at just three bucks a month. That'd be great. Then we can give away more big kits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, any bit of that helps us with our cost of running the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell wherever the hell it is so you will know <laughs> when we're streaming live. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you like what you're hearing, consider dropping a five-star review on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You know, any review goes to sort of promote the show and help us uh, climb up SEO and, uh, you know, in the list of podcasts where people can actually search and find stuff that they want to listen to for arcades. Uh, we are up to date up to Warren Davis. We will be up to date as of Saturday on all episodes. I guarantee it. That's going to be it for the show from the Arcade Radio team. We hope you had a blast and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers. Salud.
album. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing a whole synthwave album. Oh, you I think it'd be great. And you should sell pixie sticks that come with them. Pixie sticks, yes. Yeah. There's not enough. <laughs> favorite part of the song is coming up. By the way, have you guys heard the Mandalorian synthwave video yet? No. Are you going to play it for us right now? I could. I could. But no. We're not off the air yet. I know, it'd be funny. I don't know. 21 people, that's a decent amount. Should we play that Synthwave? Let's see if we get banned for Synthwave Mandalorian. Why not? All right, because it's, it's unfreaking believable. I was like... A broken healthcare system. Yeah, broken... <laughs> oh, what? That was an ad. Yeah. System. All right, here we go. This is freaking brilliant. Whoever did this, I'm giving them my money. I need to learn how to play that instrument. It's a synthesizer. It's just a keyboard, buddy. I gotta, I gotta grab a, a drink. Sounds good. I'm gonna get a drink too. But listen to this. This is unbelievable. How about that? And this is going to be like the outro. Hang in there, guys. This is... The Gleek. It's way better than Zelda. Y-S-S-Y. Have you have you not watched The Mandalorian? Oh yeah. That's so good. Although right now That's a, actually a good plan. All right, I'm going to put this into the chat so people can finish it up at home, but uh, I highly recommend watching the entire video. Thanks it, for listening, 20 people. <laughs> I mean, they're they're hanging in there, right? I mean, it's good they stuff. They are. They're sticking through it. It's crazy. Yeah, and we're now at a 9.30, which is another two-and-a-half-hour show, which, you know, Oof. it's like if I cut off the first 15 minutes of us BSing, it's really not that bad. You gotta keep that 
You got to keep going. <laughs> you like? Are you? Uh, are you still on? We're, well, we're sort of on there. I'm just about to hang up on everybody. We're losing <laughs> oh, okay. everybody. Now we're down to 20 people. Uh, here we go. I'm just hanging oh, up. It's over. Oh, my God. It's so 